When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you mentioned Cole Cheatham. Uh, he's pitched well as of late. He's a freshman. Cade Smith's a freshman. Fristo is a sophomore. So those are three guys that don't you think the fan base can get excited about knowing that they're coming back? Yeah, I do. And, but I think also, too, I think you've got to go out and get a couple of guys. And I don't care if it's a number two or a number three starter from a G5 program or whatever. You, you've got to get some guys as a stopgap while some of these younger guys develop. You know, you're excited about Pico. And uh, I think that he has probably pitched above his years this year. You know, that, that's a guy right there that has some poise and a little moxie about him. And, you know, Cade Smith, I, I've said on my show before, I, I don't want anybody even filling out a recruiting questionnaire unless they have that same mental toughness that Cade Smith and Hunter Hines have. I mean, those guys, I mean, being around Hunter Hines, you know, we go down to Georgia and lose that ball game on Saturday, and you know, he walks out of the dugout and as I'm walking by, and he just looks at me with this look of anger. I mean, it's just like, you know, yeah, it, people say, well, it's just a game. Yeah, tell about the guy that just lost a big ball game on the road in the SEC, you know. And so I, I don't want anybody from the cleaning leg of the coaching staff on the Mississippi State campus that doesn't think it's the best opportunity they've ever had. And so I think that's kind of where you see Hunter Hines and Cade Smith. They take a lot of pride in the MOVRS, and they understand the legacy that's, that's come before them and the expectations of wearing that uniform. And so I think that's where you build from. I think you have some solid pieces, but you have to go out and work the portal to add to it. So Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com. And the Boneyard Podcast on the Corona Premier Guest Line. You're listening to Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. What about Lane Forsythe? He's hitting better, but there's still a lot of question marks. If they go and get a middle infielder somewhere, where does that leave Lane? At second base, or he's just going to be a guy that could rotate in? Well, I think all that's optional. You know, I think, you know, could he slide to second? Absolutely. But, you know, defensively, you know, Lane is an elite defender, you know, and, uh, you know, he was hitting a buck 38 when we went to Georgia, and he's hitting around 290 right now and uh, had a couple big opportunities on Tuesday where where he didn't come through. But, uh, you know, he's a guy that's still learning, and he has made a jump compared to last year. But I think defensively, when you look at him, you feel really good about what he can do for you defensively. But, yeah, you could slot in a second. But, um, you know, I think the main thing is I think you've got a, a piece there. I think he fills a need and a role for you. But, you know, this team, is, in some respects, and I say this with as much love and, and appreciation as I can, you just don't have a lot of star power on this team. You know, and I think that's, that's what you need. You need some guys to kind of assume that role and kind of take ownership of that. 
but also, too, to bring in some guys. I mean, R.J. Yeager is arguably your best player, and he's a transfer. You know, so you've got to go out and find some pieces that kind of mess with what you have. And, and I don't think Lane's ever going to be a superstar, even though I think that he makes some incredible plays at shortstop sometimes. But you need some guys that have the clutch gene. And I don't know that this team has a lot of those guys. You need some guys that are going to come up late in the ball game, and you just have that confidence of knowing that we're fixing to get a big hit. And that's what T.A. and routing those guys brought. And, and granted, you're talking about guys that have been in the program for several years, too. I mean, you know, people forget T.A.'s freshman year, he struck out 62 times. I think last year he only struck out 35. And so there was a time when people didn't even want T.A. in the lineup against left-handers because it was just kind of an exercise in futility. But over time, he learned and really developed and improved himself. And I think that's what State needs. You need some guys that have some star power. You need some guys that really keep opposing pitchers up at night thinking, you know, how am I going to get this guy out? And that's what T.A. did. It didn't matter who they – you know, everybody's best pitcher had to face T.A. Right. And 99 times out of 100, he beat them. And, and I don't know if you have anybody at this point. And I said this on my show yesterday. And there were times last year you come up and say, hey, okay, well, you've got uh, you have Rowdy and T.A. coming up. We're going to score this inning. There's never a half inning that I think you look at now, no matter who's coming up, and you say, okay, this is definitely the inning. This is when in State begins to get some separation. You just don't have that level of confidence in this nine right now. And you feel like Hunter Hines could fill that void next year? I absolutely do. And I think one of the things that I love about what we're seeing from him as of late is him taking the ball the other way, you know, because uh, he had a big hit, you know, against the shift and, you know, because he is such a dead pull hitter and a guy that's an elite fastball hitter, people are beginning to kind of work him away. And so uh, watching him and really Calvin Clark in some respects too, start taking some balls the other way. I think what we're seeing is the maturation of their game. And I do think Hunter Hines is a guy that can be in the middle of that order next year that, uh, you know, people are scared to throw to. I mean, he he's a guy, too, that if you, you groove a fastball to him, he's going to put you on Sports Center. I mean, he will absolutely murder the baseball. And so he's an interesting piece. You just got to get some guys around him that can hit with a, you know, a similar skill set that will give you an opportunity to protect him. All right, give me the odds. Luke Hancock, Cameron James, Kellum Clark. They're at uh, the first fall practice. Yeah, that, that's a really good question, you know, and so and let's take it one by one. Luke Hancock is a guy that he projects as a catcher. I think he probably needs a little more time as a catcher on the college level to kind of demonstrate he can do it because, you, listen, you've got Logan Tanner, a guy that's going to be you know, probably drafted in the first three rounds. So he's been kind of holding things down, and he is an elite receiver behind the plate. Yeah, there was some talk last year that Luke may come out. And uh, I think it's just going to kind of depend on when and where he goes. But he may benefit from a year coming back. I, I would say right now it's probably maybe 60% that he's back because I don't know if he gets drafted high enough to give up those other two years. Uh, Cameron James, I know, has a number in mind. I know Cam was a guy last year that got a lot of lot of interest from teams the day of the draft. But uh, they, they couldn't hit his number. And, I, again, you got a couple of years to work with there, and so you, you have an advantage. And Kellen Clark's kind of in the same situation. Of the three, I think that's probably probably the best option. I think Mississippi State fans should expect him back next year. I, I would say Luke is probably probably the most likely to go. I think Cam is still kind of a coin flip, but I think Kellum is probably back. And, and I think Kellum's a guy, too, that projects really well, but really first-year playing as an outfielder probably needs another year. I think he may end up being a left fielder in the end anyway. I don't know that he has the maybe the arm for for, uh, for right field. But uh, 
you know, I think that that'd be an important piece too. And you kind of paired that with Hunter Hines, but they're both left-handed hitters. So state needs to find some power from the right-handed side of the plate in the portal. Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds Show, the Boneyard Podcast. He, uh, he joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. So, so some MSU fans are either texting us or whatever saying that they'll be worse next year. When you look at Pico, Cade Smith, Bristow has looked good at times, and Cheatham, and don't you agree, and there's some others, don't you agree there is something for Fox Hall to work with going in the next year? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and that's, it's easy in times of adversity to say, well, you know, it's going to last like this forever. I, I just don't believe that. I think, again, the portal is kind of a, an equalizer in some respects. You look at what, you know, Arkansas and, and, and to a certain extent LSU did. And, of course, Jay Johnson, you know, brought some of his guys with him from, from, from Arizona. But also, too, they go and get McManus from Sanford. And Auburn goes and gets Sonny Deshera, who may be the national player of the year this year. Uh, in Arkansas and Dave Van Horn, I give Dave a lot of credit. They they have found a way to be old every year. And old wins in this league. And so I think in some respects, State might have been a little bit reluctant to be too aggressive in the portal last year because you had all these pieces coming back. It's like, oh, we've got all these guys coming back. We've got six guys that were in our lineup in the uh, final series against Omaha. So, you know, maybe maybe it was kind of a – you know, a buyer's market in some respect for some other teams, but, you know, State could afford to be a little bit picky. But you know, in hindsight, probably should have been a little more aggressive on the pitching side. But, you know, I don't buy into this. Oh, it's going to be worse next year. Because all people are looking at is what you have coming back. They don't look at what you have coming in. Uh, and as you guys know, I mean, you know, you get two or three, you know, bats, you can really kind of transform a lineup. And, uh, you know, this is a staff, too, that understands what's at stake here. I mean, they're they're not guys that are oblivious to what's going on. They know their personnel better than anybody. And so they'll go out and, I believe, identify the pieces and get those guys to campus to get this thing back on track next year. All right, let's switch gears. I've got a couple of minutes here. Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds show. People want to know what's going on. Let's go to football. Mike Leach. People want to know what's going on with QB recruiting for the 2023 class. Steve? Well, Brock Glenn out of Lausanne uh, Collegiate School there in Memphis appears to be the priority target at this point. Now, it looks like this is going to boil down to uh, Mississippi State and Auburn. And what's ironic is the kid's first name is Auburn. You know, his, uh, his grandfather went to Auburn. But there is still some reluctance about, you know, is that staff going to be there? Are they going to go through a coaching change this year? You know, and, and you bring in a new coach, then uh, what, what kind of offensive system does he run? Does that fit the kid's skill set? And so uh, he was extremely high on Mississippi State uh, very early in the process because he loves the offense, the possibility of playing in the Southeastern Conference close to home. And then Auburn kind of got involved a little bit later. That's muddy the water a little bit. But I, I would say at this point, it's going to boil down to those two. And I, and I, I wouldn't really tip my hand either way. I think that these June visits that he's going to take to both schools will be a big part of things. But, uh, you know, he was really high on Oklahoma State, Missouri, too. He'd release a top five. But it, it, it is a Mississippi State-Auburn battle. And I think Drew Hollingshead and, and Mike Leach have done a good job making the young man and his family feel like a priority. And so I think they're kind of all in on him right now. Of course, they're evaluating some other guys. But, uh, you know, Leach doesn't throw out 50 quarterback offers like a lot of schools do. You know, he goes out and finds the guys that fit what he wants to do. And they've identified Brock Glenn as that guy. And so we'll see how things go. But I think that um, we'll probably have a decision sooner rather than later with him, probably early to mid-June. So probably in the next 30 days we'll have a decision. And, and again, State's recruiting some other guys, too. They just haven't really – maybe prioritize them at this point. 
Uh, Hollingshead is the guy that Leach promoted from within. Um, a lot of people weren't thrilled with that. He's the lead recruiter along with Leach on this, what did you say, Brock Glenn? Correct. Yeah. yeah. He is. So this and, is uh, his, yeah, this, there's a lot of pressure on this guy, right? It's the first time he's. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and, and Drew's a guy that's been involved with the quarterback evaluations. And it's not like that's new to him, you know. So uh, being that on the road is new to him. But, uh, you know, getting some positive response from recruits, you know, when you talk to guys and they, They'll mention, uh, you know, him as a guy they really like and they've got a good relationship with. And, you know, it's easy in the beginning to kind of get, get kids to like you. you got to give them a sign. You know, it's not about who says maybe, but who says yes. And so, you know, still a jury's still out on that. But you're right about that. You know, this is a big test for Drew. And, of course, you know, if he gets this kid in the boat, obviously that's a big feather in the cap. And, and we'll make the fan base obviously feel a whole lot better about that decision. So they're Auburn fans, Auburn family. Obviously, Mike Leach is – a thousand times better offensive coach than Brian Harson. Harson's dead man walking. I think they'll fire him in November, but you do, you still don't know if you get this kid, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a good example is like you know, like you know, my oldest son. You know, obviously, uh, you know, he grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, played college baseball. But you know, if he had been recruited by Mississippi State, he'd have been a bulldog. I mean, there's no question about it, and, and there's nothing you could have talked him out of it, and so. The issue with this is a little more complicated, though, you know, because of the fact that there is only one quarterback. And if you don't fit what they want to do, you're going to ride the pine and hold a clipboard. And so you got to be careful with that. And, and uh, I think you're right, though. I think Harson those guys are in trouble and probably looking at a really down year. After looking at what they're off in the portal, that could be an absolute disaster on the plane. Oh, there's no doubt. All right, Steve. Thanks, man. Steve Robertson. See you. Uh, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Want to welcome in a new client, the Armory in Ridgeland, Central Mississippi's number one source for top of the line, best in class, premium firearms, optics, and suppressors. And they make suppressor buying process simple, and they can walk you through the suppressor buying process. It's right there in front of Kroger, Lake Harbor, the Armory in Ridgeland, and it's right across from Gateway Tire and right down from Bulldog Burger, the Armory in Ridgeland. Dave Bartu coming up next. 